Hello, beautiful people. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, I see a lot of people are starting to think it, think about rolling out. I mean, stop thinking about it, be about it. Um, every time something happens, we start, you know, getting an uptick and oh, I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. But I mean, we got to take it from words to actions, and. It's, it's going to require some coordination and some careful planning. You're going to have to do your research. You're going to have to put that effort in. You're going to have to understand that some people, you know, they won't support you um, and they won't come with you. And uh, some of your family members, loved ones, you know, they don't might think you're crazy or just not be down for it. But you got to make sure that you do what's right for you and your family because uh, clearly something needs to be done and nothing else has worked. We tried everything and nothing else has worked. So um, let's move on into to Mr. Floyd. Uh, maybe this might be enough for you to decide that you've had enough. Um, I would suggest that I, I, I know like a lot of the, uh, the uh, passport, they, they're not really doing the passports right now except for emergency situations in and out with the lockdown, the global plant pandemic worldwide. So um you know, if you don't have a passport and, you know, stuff might hit the fan when you got the flu. That's one thing people in the United States have, haven't dealt with uh, basically since the Civil War, where you had to literally leave your house in the middle of the night, whereas a lot of other countries, they've had to deal with those types of things, even in the 20, 20th century and uh, sometimes in the 21st century. But it's never really affected people in the United States uh, to the effect that it has in, uh, in other countries. So. Um, the closest, two closest places that you can get to, uh, geographically, if you're in the north, is going to be Canada. And, you know, that border stretches from, uh, from coast to coast, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. You can enter in any um, of those territories up there. You need to make sure that you check out those uh, refugee and asylum rules. Uh, you know, if you have a passport, and, and, you know, how to get in and, and all of that. Same thing for Mexico. Um, you need to check out what those rules are for refugee and asylum status. Um, and if you, you have a passport, it's going to be expiring soon. Uh, if, if you are able to go ahead and renew it, uh, start the process now. Start it now because it, it, it may be a dire situation where we're going to have to up and go. And we're going to have to go quickly. Um, all right, so let's talk about Mr. Floyd. Um, George Floyd, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, he was killed by law enforcement, uh, knee to the neck. Once again, you know, somebody is, is saying that I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And, um, you know, he basically suffocated the life out of him sitting on his back with his knee in his neck. Um, you know, it, it was a state-sanctioned state lynching. That was caught on camera. Um, you know, it's Minneapolis, Minneapolis people out there, they're trying to set it off. I've been seeing black folk, white folks, all kind of people out there, uh, you know, setting it off. But you got to remember, and, and as we've seen, as things are coming up now, militarized police, they have the gear necessary to quell your 
rebellion, they if if they cannot quell your rebellion, then eventually they'll call in the National Guard. You know, very similarly to what they did in the 1950s and 60s. You know, um, you can't outgun them. You can't outrun them. You can't do any of those things. Um, we, we, we have to come to the realization that these previous tactics are not working. They will not work, you know, and not only that, that's what they expect. So they are prepared for it. And, um, you know, whereas on the flip side, we see these uh, anti-mask wearing, anti-quarantine protesters storm these state capitol buildings in what, Virginia, uh, Michigan, you know. Um, they have weapons, they have rifles. I saw a photograph circulating around uh, the internet of somebody with like a bazooka or something on his shoulder with a little, you know, another handgun on his waist um, in a Subway sandwich shop. You know, that, that could never, we could never do anything like that and get away with it. They're, they were in these state police officers' faces, literally inches from them with no masks on, armed to the teeth, and nobody did anything to stop it. But if we're outside protesting another killing at the hands of law enforcement, we are met with militarized police. We are met with tear gas. We are met with rubber bullets. You can name any any recent killing, you know, in the past five years, you know, sometimes it escalates to where they got tanks and, and armored vehicles and everything out there. But, you know, you're going to see it, you know, one one way, shape or form. And it's time we start thinking on a different level. We have got to understand that. Our place in society where they see us. That's not going to change. It won't change. It hasn't changed no matter what we try to do. And we need to accept that and move on. Uh, like I talked about before, we are in, a, in an abusive relationship with the United States. That's what it is. You got a couple of options. You can, you know, keep fighting a losing battle. It's just like being in an abusive relationship with somebody. You can be mental, spiritual, physical emotional, financial abuse. The United States does all of that to us from the cradle to the grave. And so it, it's time. Um, another thing is that Colin Kaepernick, you know, even now his protests are still relevant. He's been out of the NFL for a while now. You saw what happened to him. And anytime anybody else stood up, they blackballed him, they exiled him, they killed him straight up. This is why he kneels. And it's, it's, it's crazy because these all lives matter people, they are so quiet right now. Every time something happens to us, they are so quiet. We didn't hear them when Amaya got killed. We didn't hear him hear them when Brianna got killed. We're definitely not hearing them with Mr. Floyd. So, you know, it's this is what they do. And and. That's what it is. It's time to wave the white flag, y'all. We need to make arrangements. We need to start strategizing. We need to start pooling our resources to get us to safety. 
Hello, beautiful people. Here we are again. We've had another killing at the hands of law enforcement. Uh, the second killing in the past two weeks, one uh, with some civilians and one uh, with law enforcement. Um, you know, it, it's, it's time that we acknowledge that, you know, it's just not working. Um, marching, protests, praying, all that good stuff. They're not going to give us equality. They, they have no intention of doing so because uh, that's the way that uh, the economic engine continues to run on the backs of uh, discrimination and superiority. And um, it is it is who they who they are as people. It is what it is. If you've had enough and you're ready to, to try something else or at least start thinking about it, let's get the conversation started, you guys. We have We Out, Volume 1, The Blueprint, How to End Our Abusive Relationship with America. It's a blueprint on how you can make that change and, and get out of the United States. And surprisingly, it doesn't cost a lot of money uh, to do so. More than, you know, it's less than what most people think. And not only that, but you can live for a fraction of the cost and have a good life. If you tired of fearing for your children's safety, especially your young black boys, this is something that you really want to want to check out. Uh, the book is available on Amazon, Goodreads, and the publisher's website, uh, Diva Inc. D-E-V-A-I-N-K.com. And also follow us uh, on this podcast and Facebook and Twitter as well. We out, y'all. It's time. According to the United Nations, the definition of genocide is the following. It says in the, in the present convention, genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such. A, killing members of the group. B, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. C, deliberately inflicting on the group Conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. D. Imposing measures intended to prevent births within this group. E. Forcibly transferring children of the group to another. Um, and that, that's the United Nations definition of genocide. Now, what constitutes the elements of the crime of genocide uh, are basically the same things. It's the same things. And um, the thing is, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, in the context of, of an armed conflict. The website says it, uh, the crime of genocide may take place in the context of an armed conflict, international or non-international, but also in the context of a peaceful situation. The latter is less common, but still possible. And, um, you know, that's coming from the United Nations. Um, the Webster's definition, straight out the dictionary, the deliberate and systematic destruction of a racial, political, or cultural group. Um, you know, that's, that's covered. Um, I mean, I don't know what else describes... Um, what's going on and what has been going on to African-Americans in the United States since 
its inception since before the Revolutionary War. Um, you know, if we look at the United States rules for uh, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services criteria for refugee status and asylum, we would technically be refugees in our own homeland. It's, you know, so I don't know. I can't explain it any other way. It's coming straight from the agencies and groups and that, that determine the criteria for this. So it's not just, I mean, it's not going to change. You already know what it is. And you just got to figure out if you are going to sit there and accept your place, you know, accept your place, keep fighting a losing battle, accept your place in society, do something about it and leave. Get your resources together, start doing your research and get out. Um, Those of you listening to the podcast, leave a message. You click on it. You can click on and leave a voicemail. You can ask questions. You can leave a message. And uh, I may play it on a future show. Um, now, next up, I want to talk about what an intellectual radical is. Hello, beautiful people. Just wanted to let you know that our podcast, We Out, is now available on the following platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. Stay tuned, you guys. We out. All right, we're back. So I'm going to talk about what I like to call intellectual radicalism. And, um... This is just my theory, my term that I have created to get us to start thinking or at least start talking about thinking on a different level other than the usual protests, thoughts and prayers, blah, 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 blah. All right. An intellectual radical uses his or her intellect to think critically to effectively disrupt and dismantle the current social and economic system in the United States. The individual critical thought process reaches beyond antiquated tactics of civil disobedience and traditional boycotting as a means of disruption to the current social and economic system. Uses critical thinking to develop a long-term strategy strategic method by collectively working with like-minded groups of other black folks who are ready to affect lasting social and economic change. And an intellectual radical understands that everyone cannot be helped some loved ones will succumb to the aftermath of the systemic change. It's going to be some growing pains, y'all. An intellectual radical prepares to remove his or her body and economic impact from the current social and economic system. An economic radical wants to help as many as possible awaken to uh, work for the benefit of us all with the end game of a complete disruption to the current social and economic system. And an intellectual radical fights back with his or her mind instead of uh, those physical confrontations whenever possible. So 
this is something, like I said, it's not for everybody, but it's something to think about in ways that we can change the narrative to our treatment in the United States. All right, last but not least, I saved this one for last because she is not worth too much time and attention. But uh, it just adds to the um, to the argument that nothing is going to change. Um, talking about our Central Park Karen from the other day, uh, Amy Cooper, and uh, the man that she gave such an Oscar-worthy performance, uh, declaring that she was being threatened by an African-American man. Uh, you know, that the way that she, she dealt with that. Within the past 24 hours, Karen, you know, dude's watching, uh, do some bird, uh, that dude is doing some bird watching it's in an area that, uh, you know, they don't want the dogs on off of the leash because of the bird watching. It's a, it's a protected area. Uh, he's like, hey, put your dog on a leash. Uh, Karen, like we said, she gives an Oscar-worthy performance. She gets in his face. And she's just doing the absolute most. And so dude records her. And within 24 hours, she loses her job. So many people hit up her employer's website that it crashed. And it was still down when I checked it earlier this morning. And, um, yeah, she lost her job. They took a dog from her. That's the thing that killed me. They took the dog from her. Now, you know it's bad when they take white people's dogs. And the crazy thing about it, and within the white community, it's a lot of outrage, more outrage about the dog than, you know, the game, that Oscar-worthy performance that she gave, the game that she played of the uh, damsel in distress, you know. Um, and then this, this Christian Cooper guy, he is, you know, he seems like a good dude, but also part of the reason why they keep getting away with the things that they get away with is because we have been brainwashed into forgiving. I'm going to say it again. We have been brainwashed into forgiving. Whenever something happens to them, you know, it's, we want justice. We, we want the, the legal system to take care of this and, you know, all of that good stuff. And the minute something happens to us, you can go and shoot up a church like uh, that Dylan guy. Um, you can, you know, go up to a school. You can do you know, whatever you want, get in people's face, fake call the police, chase somebody down, kill them while recording, um, you know, you name it, um, killing us on camera. And it's like, you know, once again, thoughts and prayers. Oh, we need to forgive. We need to forgive and forget. We want to give hugs to these people that kill our people, like that Amber lady and, and, and Mr. Jean out in Dallas a few years ago. Um, and, and it's acceptable. It's, it's not only acceptable, but it's almost, it, it's ex expected that we forgive people for uh, whatever transgressions or racial transgressions that they, they do. Now, you know, lady lost her job. Dude could have lost his life. Um, lady lost her dog. Dude could have lost his life, you know. Um, it may be difficult for her to be reemployed, um, but it won't be 
like she won't her her life won't be ruined where where say Mr. Cooper, uh Christian Cooper, if he had gotten accosted by the police, he may have lost his job. He may have gotten into an economic situation. It's already hard enough to find a job, even if you are degreed. It's hard enough to find a job. He might not be able to find another job and be employed. And then, you know, he gets convicted of whatever. He's going to be part of that criminal justice system. Now, granted, Mr. Cooper seems to have a little bit of privilege, but I think that he would have still been susceptible as a big black man in the middle of New York City bird watching, you know. So um, I'm glad he's OK. And that's that, that's my personal opinion. But I don't think that we're we should be so forgiving because it's gone on too long. And the trip part about it. The lady politically identifies as a liberal and has given to several campaigns. And so that that just goes to show you and further adds to the argument that we need to just roll out and let them deal with themselves. Um, You know, it's not always the Confederate flag wearing T-shirt a uh, hillbilly traditional stereotype type of, you know, snag a tooth uh, racist, you know, from from the deep south that that is the person that's the problem. It's not it's, it's not just them. It's the people who identify as liberal, who are your Democratic supporters, who, oh, I have a black friend or I work with black people. It's 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 them as well. And that's a big part of it as well, because it's they are the ones who are, you know, your lawyers, your doctors, your neighbors, um, your your children's friends, parents. These are the people who sit in church with you in some cases, you know, because most churches are segregated. Uh, I want to say Malcolm X uh, said that, you know, 10 o'clock on a Sunday is the most segregated time in America. Um you know, some churches are now integrated, but it's not it's not a big thing. But if you do go to one of those types of churches, yeah, those are the people sitting next to you in many cases. You know, these are your your managers at your stores that you frequent, the places that you go, the car repair shop, the boutiques, you know, all of these people. And, you know, you, you may think that they are down, but at the end of the day, when it comes, you know, if it comes to us and them, they're going to choose themselves. All right. Join the conversation, people. Leave your feedback. Leave a message. Leave uh, some topics if you want to, that you want to discuss. Uh, leave a message on it and we'll play some of them on the air. All right. So in 2016, seven countries had active travel alerts warning their citizens against traveling in the United States because of police shootings, gun violence, racial and religious tensions. Um, That should put into perspective for you the seriousness of the situation. Um, Let's get the conversation started. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, let's start looking at options to get out of here and uh Just stop engaging and playing this game with them. All right, you guys, we out. Peace.